For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa, as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text MONICA to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley, and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here on this Friday. Thank goodness it's Friday, and yes, we have survived yet another week in Joe Biden's America. This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Don't forget me on social media. On Instagram, I am at Monica Crowley underscore and on Twitter and True Social, I am at Monica Crowley. Also by email, I am at Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. So please drop me a note. Let me know what's on your mind. All right, next week and coming up, we've got some blockbuster interviews set up. We're going to talk about the 2020 election. We were going to do that today, but uh, we have another special guest coming up later in the show today. So next week, we're going to do a deep dive into 2020 and all of the election fraud and uh, the rigging of that election that we know so far with a special guest That's coming up next week. Also, the great Naomi Wolf, who has been doing just extraordinary work exposing the lies and the fraud and the actual data related to the COVID-19, to the virus, as well as to the mRNA experimental shots. She has been on the forefront of all of this. She has been suspended, thrown out of the public square multiple times. She is now back, thanks to Elon Musk. But she's also got a new book. She and her team have been doing just unbelievable work going through the Pfizer documents on the experimental shots. And what they have found will just 
blow your mind. It's blowing the doors off of everything. They've lied to us nonstop about the nature of the virus as well as the nature of these shots. Naomi Wolf is just an incredible researcher. And remember, she has spent her whole life on the left. This is not a political exercise for her. This is an exercise in uncovering the truth. So we will talk to Naomi Wolf again. Remember, she was on this show last year. If you have not heard that first interview, the Crowley Wolf interview, go back and listen to it. I think it was like June or July of last year. Anyway, it was over the summer. Go track it down in our archives and listen to it before we talk to her again, because this will all come full circle for you. And she continues to plow forward in doing all of this research and uncovering the lies and the fraud that are frankly putting billions of people around the world in harm's way. That is going to be just a dynamite talk next week, so you don't want to miss that. And then the week after that, we're going to talk to Secretary Mike Pompeo, who's also got a new memoir out about being CIA director and Secretary of State. He's also been on this show before, so we're going to bring him back to talk about the book. So just incredible conversations coming up here on the Monica Crowley Show. Thank you for being here, and please let everybody you know, your family, your friends, your colleagues, everybody, that they should be subscribing to this program so they don't miss a minute of it. All right, today I mentioned a special guest. We're going to talk to actor and Hercules legend... The very hot Kevin Sorbo is going to be here. He's my dear friend, and he's going to join us because he's got a new movie that just opened up this weekend called Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. Guys, I always talk about the culture. We're going to talk about the culture with him, too. We're going to talk about the movie, but I want to have a broader, more extensive conversation with Kevin about Hollywood, the culture writ large, politics, how he remains a working actor as a conservative and a Christian, and an outspoken one in both areas. Everybody says, well, you can't work again. Kevin is working nonstop as an open Christian and conservative in the entertainment industry. So we're going to break all of that apart with Kevin. This is going to be a must-listen interview coming up here in a couple of minutes. But first, the Monica Memo. Today is election day. You didn't know that? No, because you don't have a vote. But there are 168 Republican National Committee people voting around the country today for the new RNC chair. It might be the old RNC chair, Rana Romney McDaniel. Try saying that five times fast. Rana is a nice person, but Rana has a long record here of failure for Republican candidates. Has she raised a lot of money over the years? Absolutely. And good on her for doing that. But has she taken that money and plowed it into actually winning races? Not so much. We have seen all kinds of evidence and data and receipts from people like our friend Lee Zeldin and others, Harmeet Dillon, Mike Lindell, are running against her. They're both friends. I've been very supportive of Harmeet. She has been on this show. I do hope she wins the election today because we need a serious change. Nothing changes if nothing changes. And what we have seen over the last couple of years under Rana's leadership is a whole lot of hobnobbing, millions of dollars spent on vendors and food and flowers and all kinds of stuff, except actually winning elections. If they spend all that money on flowers and French fries, 
and yet they were still winning elections, we'd be like, hey, knock yourselves out on the Chick-fil-A. But they're not. They're taking the money, they're spending it on themselves, they're spending it on consultants. That whole consultant class is deeply corrupt. It's all swamp. They're just enriching and empowering themselves. They're not intent on winning elections, especially in districts and states where we want and nominate America First candidates. They don't want that. So they actively work against those America First candidates. We can no longer have leadership that goes along with this nonsense. So whether it's Lindell or Harmeet, I do hope that we get a change today. I've been backing Harmeet, but Mike is is a good friend. He's a very generous and enthusiastic America First cheerleader. He's wonderful. Harmeet is a big brain. She's been working so hard on the legal side. You know, the other side has fleets. I mean, they've got armies of legal teams. We hear about the big ones like Mark Elias and Perkins Coie out of Washington, and those are the big law firms and the big law guy for the Democrats. Our side is like looking at each other, contemplating our navels. Well, can we get a lawyer? Any lawyer working on this stuff. Anybody. Harmeet is a heavyweight, and Harmeet has been leading the charge on the legal side for us for many years. So I've been backing Harmeet, but, you know, go with God, both of you, Lindell and Harmeet. I don't care. As long as we get a change at the top, which is absolutely necessary. The DNC is winning races. The RNC is not. There has to be accountability. So we will watch what unfolds today in California with this election for RNC chair today, and we will talk about it here on this program on Monday. I hope and pray that we're going to get a change because, frankly, the future of the country is hanging on all of these races. But you got to have the people at the RNC, which is the actual infrastructure of the party. We go out and we vote and we choose nominees, mostly America First folks. And then it's up to the RNC to take the baton and run with it, supporting them with money, with infrastructure, with attorneys, with whatever they need. And Rana and her crew, they've been doling out favors and they've been feathering their own nests but they have not been delivering for us and for the country. So that's why this race matters. We're going to keep an eye on it, and we will talk about it here on Monday. All right, I want to switch gears to another incredibly important subject, illegal immigration. Last month, a record quarter of a million illegal immigrants came into this country, most across that wide-open border. A record additional 70,000 were known gotaways, We have no idea how many unknown gotaways there were. Several dozen suspected terrorists on the watch list got in as well. And now when you take a step back and you look at the last two years under Joe Biden, day one, they opened the southern border and removed all of the successful Trump policies where Trump essentially had the border enforced and he had illegal immigration under control and basically solved with a whole range of policies, from remain in Mexico to enforcing the border to Title 42, etc. He had solved the problem. Were there still illegals coming in? Yeah, but at way reduced numbers. So all Biden had to do was keep those policies in place, but no, because orange man bad, and a whole other set of very serious additional objectives here and motivations, which I want to get to. So you've had, just in one month, December of 2022, 
a record 250,000 illegals coming into the country, a record additional 70,000 known gotaways, and an unknown number of gotaways. People that didn't interact with the system or that we didn't have on surveillance that just melted into the country. And now we actually have a number that is completely staggering. Because of this mind-blowing illegal immigration under Biden, illegal immigrants now are approaching 1% of the total U.S. population. Think about that for a second. Illegal immigrants are now approaching 1% of the total American population. The Biden team may now bring in a record 2.7 million illegal immigrants to the United States across the border just this year. This is according to a new analysis. For 2021, Stephen Coppitz with the Princeton Policy Advisors accurately projected that about 2 million border crossers and illegal aliens would be apprehended. Likewise, he also correctly projected that more than 2.3 million border crossers and illegal aliens would be apprehended last year for a total of 4.2 million apprehensions since Biden took office. And he's now projecting closer to 3 million illegal immigrants coming in across the border. And again, these are the ones that have some sort of interaction with Border Patrol. These are the ones we know about, not the ones coming in that are gotaways, suspected terrorists that we don't apprehend, people coming in from the northern border, people coming in through the ports. We have no idea. But they're saying the total number, 1% of total U.S. population. That is mind-blowing. Let's take another step back. What is this really all about? We know about Cloward and Piven. Cloward and Piven, two radical Columbia University professors in the 1960s, said, if you want to destroy America, you need to overwhelm her systems. What is the border now? Completely overwhelmed. What are those border states now? Completely overwhelmed. What about the national infrastructure? Education, health care, all kinds of social services, overwhelmed. This is how you implode the system by overwhelming it. This is what they are doing. The second reason, this is about flooding the zone, flooding the country with as many illegals as possible and then getting them on a glide path to citizenship so they can vote, so the Democrats can lock in a permanent Democrat voting majority. So those are two top-line reasons. And then, of course, there's a third one. There's the World Economic Forum Great Reset. That dark agenda calls for the erasure of all national borders and the elimination of all national sovereignty. In its place, a one-world government enforced by a global surveillance apparatus and totalitarian control by them, by them, your unelected, unaccountable overlords and their enforcers in big tech, big finance, big media, big government, and big pharma. Obey or be bounced from society, banished forever into like a a digital gulag. These three things, the Cloward and Piven overwhelm America's systems in order to destroy the country so it can be rebuilt in a socialist model, flood the zone with illegals to get them on a glide path to citizenship and a permanent Democrat majority so you never again get a Republican president or Congress, And then the World Economic Forum Great Reset about establishing a one-world government 
driven by a global surveillance state along the lines of the CCP Chinese model. So you have all of this, uh, all of these three major huge reasons why we have all of this. Don't listen to them talking about humanitarian reasons, and these are the poor, and this is what uh, Lazarus was talking about on the base of the Statue of Liberty, that poem, forget it. That is just their emotional lying BS. These three reasons, Cloward and Piven fled the zone and the Great Reset, those are the reasons why they've got the wide open border. This is why they're encouraging as many people around the world to come in, millions of them. These are the main reasons why they are so intent on keeping the open border and why they go to such outrageous extremes to defend it. Here's Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey comparing deportation to the Holocaust. And yes, we have dark chapters, chapters, like when the St. Louis during the Holocaust sailed to our shores and was turned around where Folks were sent back to those horrors and many died. Okay, the unspoken word is you never compare anything to the Holocaust because the Holocaust was a singular evil. It was a singular crime against humanity. And here is Senator Cory Booker talking about, well, deporting illegals would be like turning away Jews fleeing the Holocaust. It is nothing like that. And shame on him. This is a disgusting comparison Completely inapplicable as well, but this is a disgusting comparison. And of course, because he is on the left, there's no criticism. If this had been a conservative, if Ted Cruz had gone out there comparing this to the Holocaust, all hell would have broken loose. All right, you would have had Jewish groups going crazy, and rightfully so. You would have had the ACLU. You would have had people just, I mean, uh, MSNBC wall-to-wall coverage on how Ted Cruz compared illegal immigration to the Holocaust. But not a word. Crickets, because the person speaking this disgusting comparison is a left-wing Democrat. Also, here's Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts calling Title 42 deportations a, quote, weapon. Listen. Title 42, the public health law that President Trump cynically used and exploited as an anti-immigrant weapon of mass expulsion, is exacerbating these challenges. So now Title 42, which was based on public health, which I thought, by the way, the left was really concerned about, thought they were super concerned about COVID, which is why you had all these mandates all day long in the blue states, lockdowns, social distancing, masking, vaccine requirements, all of that. I thought they were really concerned about people's health and the public health writ large. And yet he's calling Title 42, which was put into place for public health, for the United States, for the American people. He's calling it an anti-immigrant weapon of mass expulsion. The Democrats use this kind of hyperbole wall to wall to defend the wide open southern border. And it's for those three main reasons. Overwhelm the system to destroy it so they can rebuild it in their own socialist Marxist image. Flood the country and lock in as many future Democratic voters as possible and the World Economic Forum, and others. But the whole Great Reset, that whole transnational agenda, that's why they go to such lengths to defend it and with such hyperbole.
We are in a very dangerous moment here on so many fronts, and that's why I decided last year to launch this show so that I could bring you the truth and open everybody's eyes to what is actually happening here. By the way, you are paying for all of this with your tax dollars. How does that make you feel? You are paying for the deliberate destruction of your country. And they just laugh at you all the way to the next election. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk to the actor Kevin Sorbo about his brand new movie, Left Behind. We'll also talk to him about Hollywood, uh, the bigger culture, politics, and a lot more. A very extensive conversation with my friend Kevin Sorbo, special guest, coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double and the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy And you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. Okay, guys, as I always remind you, politics is downstream from culture. As the late Andrew Breitbart always said, and it was such a wise observation, if you want to change things, you have to change the culture. And the only way we're going to do that is by supporting conservative culture, entertainment produced by our side, family and faith-oriented content. The only way to get Hollywood's attention and and the whole cultural vanguard's attention is by supporting our cultural content with our wallets and by putting bodies in the seats of theaters for this content. So to that end, I am so thrilled to welcome my very good friend, the actor and Hercules legend, the very sexy Kevin Sorbo. Kevin has a brand new film out, which really gets to the spiritual nature of this war that we are all in. We cover it all the time on this show. And that's why I'm so happy that Kevin is here. The movie is called Left Behind rise of the antichrist it is in movie theaters today and all weekend long so please go out get your tickets today gather up your families and your friends and go 
Kevin is now here with us, and I'm so excited to talk to you, my friend. I'm glad to be here with you. We haven't seen each other in a while. We got to we got to we got to get together and have dinner. I know. You know, we were talking right before we went live here, Kevin, and you were saying that you are just you've been constantly on the road shooting all kinds of movies, which we can talk about toward the end of the show, because I do want to ask you what you've got in the pipeline. But man, you're running yourself ragged, aren't you? Well, you know, here's the thing with independent movies. We don't have a $100 million advertising budget like James Cameron does for Avatar or what they do for any of those Avenger movies. And we got to rely on word of mouth. And I'm, I'm glad you gave such a great plug there for it, because if people go to leftbehindmovie.com, it's leftbehindmovie.com. They can see the trailer for the movie. They can see what theaters are in their area. Just plug in their zip code because we're in about... We're up to 1,550 screens right now, which is pretty darn good for little independent movies. So we're hoping people get out there and support this thing. It's a action political thriller. It deals with the book Revelation. It's not a movie that you have to be a Christian to go see. It's it's just uh, you can call it a sci-fi movie. I mean, the first time I read the book Revelation, I was 12 years old. It read like a scary sci-fi movie to me. So I hope people of all faiths and non-faiths will go watch this movie because I think they're going to take something away from it every time they uh when they walk out, because, you know, most of the time it's like special effects, right? Well, this is this is all about, you know, uh, the tagline is the, the, the uh, a true story that hasn't happened yet, which I think is such a great tagline. <laughs> that is so brilliant. It's so brilliant. I have to tell you, I'm going tonight to go see Left Behind. And again, website leftbehindmovie.com. Uh, we got our tickets. We're going with a couple of people. I cannot wait to see this film. So I'm going tonight. I, I always put my money where my mouth is in terms of changing the culture. And this movie, it, I, I, first of all, I'm dying to see it, but I know it's also a really important film. So let's let's take it apart if we can, Kevin. Sure. Left Behind, this movie is about the rapture. So before we get into the specifics of the film, remind us of the uh, biblical rapture and what it really is. Well, this is the sequel to actually the one that came out back in 2014 with Nicolas Cage playing the role that I took over in this movie. Um, it's the Rayford Steele role, the pilot in the movie. And uh, my story within the movie is just one of five stories that kind of all come together at the very end. So this is six months after the rapture now, where where the second coming has happened. And all the all the Christians of the world have been taken up into uh, into heaven. And so what's left on earth are the, were the nonbelievers, whether they were full on atheists or agnostics or whatever. They're people that didn't have faith that there was a God, there was a Jesus. So. Uh, it's the beginning of, of the tribulation, seven-year tribulation period as well. So what's left on earth is are people like me that knew my wife was a Christian, knew my son was a Christian, and yet they're gone. She always warned me about it. She always told me about it, and I never paid attention to it. But now he's waking up six months later. You know, he's gone through his poor me phase and the morning phase, and he says, you know, I got I to gotta find out what my wife's journey was. And he looks through her Bible, looks at her notes, reads her diary, and goes to the church that she grew up in, and, and all this kind of stuff. I love the fact they leave my college daughter behind me because I think if the rapture happened right now, 95% of all college students would be left behind because you see the, yeah. the craziness of public education and what universities are doing there to the young people out there today. So um, this is a movie that really is going to hit home for a lot of people. It's going to answer a lot of questions for people. And I hope if anything, it gives them hope. It gives them a chance to look at redemption because look at the world we're living in right now because it feels like the rapture is happening right now. My wife, Sam, commented the other day. She said, I feel like it's already happened with all this anger and violence and hatred and governments using fear to control us because God just came by and looked and said, oh, the heck with it. That, that planet's lost. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but um, 
Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I was just going to say, you know, last night at Bible study, we were doing Matthew 13, and it's all the parables. And it's such a beautifully written chapter, of course. And it, it does remind me of, you know, the farmer sowing the seed. And some seed, mm. you know, out of the four examples, four or five examples, only one batch of seeds actually hits fertile ground. Otherwise, it hits rocky ground or the footpath and eaten by birds, etc. Um, and there are so many parables like this that Jesus speaks of, but the rapture is sort of the ultimate uh, version of this, right? Is your understanding, Kevin, of the rapture that it is a physical uptaking of the believers into the kingdom? It's not a metaphor the way that Jesus's parables are. Is it your understanding that this is quite a literal taking of the physical being? I remember in the first movie saying, you know, when the rapture begins, it's like people's clothes are on the ground in a pile because they have physically, their whole entire body has been taken uh, to the kingdom. Is that what you believe? Is that your interpretation of the rapture? I kind of do. I mean, Paul Lalonde and the team from Cloud 10, based out of Toronto, they've owned the rights to these books for the last 30 plus years. And they started doing movies originally with Kirk. Um, um, oh, my God, I'm just blank. But that was back in 2000, 2001, Kirk Cameron. Yes. And and uh, the one that came out in 2014 was the same year my movie God's Not Dead came out. And so what happened with the success of God's Not Dead, uh, which is another example of a really well-done movie, that word of mouth made it successful. That's why we needed that to happen here. They got inundated with mail saying, we need Kevin Sorbo in the role, not Nicolas Cage. So they contacted me about seven years ago. And then it took until two years ago where they got all their, all their needles in a row and said, look, we're going to do a total rewrite on this. So we want people to uh, live because they, they, they bring in today's world. They talk about the pandemic. They just don't name it. They talk about, uh, you know, a being, a government being that wants to, uh, that becomes very charismatic and wants to bring a one world government to the world. Well, they're talking about that now now one cup one currency to the world and, and you know as you saw with covid fear is government's favorite weapon they love to control our lives with fear and so many people follow it. and i keep saying look i'm not here to wake up the sheep i'm here to wake up the lions people got to get out there because i'm not afraid i mean hollywood blacklisted me 11 12 years ago for being a christian and a conservative which is like being a double leper in hollywood so i just said look i'm just speaking the truth and they attacked me for it and you you get attacked monica and we get attacked every single day but jesus said you will get attacked for following me people yes. will go after you and uh it's all part of it so i'm I'm not operating on the fear factor i'm operating on the truth and fine you know facebook take me now a couple of years ago because they can't handle the truth because everything i said ended up being true anyway but um i'm just going to keep making movies like this and i want people to keep supporting people stop me all the time say hey we love your movies keep making more of them well i'm making them but you guys get out and support them because as you brought up andrew Bitebart. Culture is run by Hollywood. It's run by the mainstream media. And they're going to force feed you their agendas, uh, you know, worried about your pronouns. I mean, it's unbelievable what they're doing to the world right now through the media. And I think Netflix and Disney, I don't know if they're going to wake up, but, you know, they lost a lot of people. A lot of people said, I'm not going to watch your trash anymore. So, uh, you know, hopefully eventually they wake up and start worrying about saying a man can be a woman, a woman can be a man and just get get back to living normal lives out there because it's crazy what we've done to the world. Oh, oh, absolutely. And it really is a spiritual war. This is a spiritual battle. Oh, yeah. This is God versus Satan, uh, good versus evil, however you want to characterize it. But I always yep. say, you know, once you see it in those terms, you can't unsee it. 
you know, once your eyes are open to all of the evil, doing a dance all around you all day long, coming for your soul, attacking what is good and pure, attacking human freedom, which is a gift from God. Once you see it in those terms, you can't unsee it. Okay, please stand by much more with a great Kevin Sorbo straight ahead. Okay, we're back with Kevin Sorbo. You mentioned the one world government, which I know that your your film Left Behind addresses. That is the World Economic Forum. I spent a lot of time on this show talking about the threat from transnational organizations like the World yeah. Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, because their agenda is the one world government. I mean, they make no bones about it. You can just go read their books called The Great Reset. They want to um, erase all borders and national sovereignty. That's what our wide open southern border is really all about. It's about flooding the country. But it is about sure. taking down boundaries and borders so that you do have a one world system that is, is also a surveillance state. Where you've got, you know, the, the eye of God is supposed to be the eye of God, not the eye of Klaus Schwab and the World Economic oh Forum, right? Yeah. So it does have like the, the, the whole period of time that we're living through right now, Kevin, does have an end times feel to it. I don't want to freak people out, but it, does it have that feel to you as well? That there are so many things that just seem to be lifted right out of biblical prophecy for the end times that are going on all around us. Well, we certainly don't know the time, but, you know, as the, as the Bible says, it'll be like a thief in the night. And, but do I think that, are we on that, that sort of path right now? It's a year from now or a thousand years from now? Yeah. I mean, look what's going on. It's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, one of the blessings of COVID, even though they try to use fear in everybody, is that people woke up in the public school system and said, wait a minute, who are these people on school boards doing what they're doing? Who, what are the teachers teaching for crying out loud? I mean, people, I finally woke up. There's two million more people now, uh, families, two million more families that are homeschooling. And that's phenomenal. And we need more people to do it. I've always said we need to get rid of public education. So my dad was in that world. He's a seventh, eighth grade math and biology teacher growing up as a kid. But when I was in school, no teachers told me what to believe in or not to believe in. No teachers said vote for this person or don't vote for that person. They taught the, the subjects that I took, you know, whether it's biology, math, um, history, whatever. That's what they taught. But they don't put civics in school anymore because they don't want people to realize it's we the people. They don't want people to know that. They, I, I've always said, look, the government, what the government, our government is doing to us now is worse than the British monarchy 250 years ago. I mean, everything that they're doing is bigger and bigger, more control, more control. They want cradle to grave responsibility for your life. They want to take care of everything for us, but it's all to make our lives worse. And Ronald Reagan's quote, right? I won't say it word for word, but he said, these are the words to fear. Hi, I'm from the government. I'm here to help. Because they're not there there to help. They're there to control everything that uh, you, how you live your life. I mean, look, we all have to work seven months a year just to pay the taxes. The other five months, we'll let you keep the other five months. But even everything that they tax on us, everything we buy is taxed again and again and again. We have hundreds of taxes now. We had none of that over 100 years ago, but we got it now. Yeah, no, I know. And, you know, from the very beginning, the founding of this country, 
Kevin, which was founded on Judeo-Christian principles by individuals who had devout Christian faith, okay? This country has been under spiritual assault from day one. So you, you go throughout American history and you can see it. Again, when you see it through the eyes of the spiritual battle, you can't unsee it. The Revolutionary War, the, the Civil War, Great Depression, World War One, World War Two. I mean, you name it, it's just a constant assault. Most, yeah. most of the time throughout our history, though, Kevin, from the outside, from external enemies. But to your point, and I've said this repeatedly, the most significant and dangerous threat that we face right now is the weaponization of our own government against us. And they're all working hand in glove with these transnational organizations to destroy the United States as a beacon of freedom and economic prosperity. Because if they knock us over, then conquering the rest of the world and making us all China will be an easy walk. Yeah, it's really, it's it's frightening. I mean, Biden's let 5 million people across the border in two years. So he's going he's to make 10 million people. How many came across the border in Trump's four years? One, 1.4 million or something? I mean, it's, where are these people going to go? The crime is going to just skyrocket. It already is. We don't have, where are we going to put them? Where are they going to work? Where are they going to be fed? Where are they going to house? I mean, we're just, you know, using up all of our all of our tax dollars and getting more and more and more in debt. And people, this country... I just can't believe that people don't wake up. I know there, there's common sense people out there, but there's still so many, half this country is still blind. And it's just, it's weird. They're, they're okay with open borders. I mean, what? But you tell you what, it will affect their lives down the road. And they'll go, oh my gosh, we were wrong. But by then it'll be too late. And it's just sad what I, what I see, what they've done in this country. And I feel bad for my kids that are now, you know, 21, 19, and 17. I go, what world is going to be left for them 20 years from now, 30 years from now? Do your kids have, and I know you and Sam have done a fantastic job of homeschooling them. Do they have a sense, because they are so young, so they're, they're touchstone of what America was? You know, the other day I did a, a monologue on Top Gun Maverick and how, you know, the, the great news that it was nominated for Best picture. And I I really talked about the nostalgia and the hope in that movie that it it makes it pack such a powerful punch because it catapults you back to the first film in the 1980s where America was optimistic. We had Ronald Reagan and we had strong leadership. America was coming back and a powerhouse and the culture was optimistic. You know, Madonna and Duran Duran and Culture Club and it was all like a Top Gun movie. So do your kids, you know, growing up in this weird period of time where America feels like it's on the downswing because our leadership is so pathetic um, and many of our leaders are deliberately torpedoing the U.S., do your kids have a sense of what America once was and what it could be again? Oh, yeah. There's no question. These kids are full on conservatives. They get it. They understand it. They're they're They go out and talk about it. Uh, they're not afraid to to debate anybody on it. I mean, they're they're 100, 100% of them patriots. They're wonderful patriots. And we need more people like them. I mean, Charlie Kirk has really helped my son, Braden, a lot. And uh, he, they totally get it. And they're not, like I said, they're not afraid to, to talk about it and be out loud about it in social media. And that's it's just, I'm very proud of them. I'm very proud of how, how courageous they are. And they get it. I told them, you know, about stories about when I was growing up, what it was, what it was like. And um, they... I think there's a turning point. I really do. I think more and more people are getting fed up. You see more and more people get sick of this stupid woke culture, woke stuff, this cancel culture, idiots. And 
uh, you know, we're, we're giving the biggest voice to the smallest percentage of people, and they're able to dominate anything right now. But uh, there is there is a pushback and there's a fight back. And I know every time I post anything, I get attacked. I don't care. These people's these these are these are people. Right? I, I hate to say it this way, but this is the devil is just celebrating with these people because this is almost like a demonic possession in a way with the anger and hate because you can't even have a normal conversation with these people. I'm fine to have a debate with people who have a different point of view. But all they want to do is come at me with a tire iron. You know, I mean, these people, it's just they're nuts. And, you know, we, we're in a position right now where we're actually celebrating these kind of this kind of behavior. We got our own government officials saying, go out there and attack people. You know, these see them in the restaurant. You know, the conservative go, go after them, go after them. You know, they all the news during the, the burnings of police cars and buildings and rioting going on a few summers ago. And you got CNN out there going, this is a peaceful celebration. I mean, it's just it's so ridiculously comical that it's hard to believe that it's actually happening. But here we are right in the middle of it. But I, I think there's a lot of warriors out there that are, are are sick and tired of it and people are slowly starting to speak about it i mean i get in my movies people will come up to me and say hey we're with you 100 percent. please keep making those kind of movies and then i always get somebody on the movie sets coming up to me quietly hey thanks for being a voice for us and i go be a voice for yourself yeah you know i'm saying out loud Hollywood booted me up, but I'm still working, guys. Yeah, I'm not going to get the next Tom Cruise movie with him. I don't know. Maybe Tom Cruise hates the movies I do. I don't know. But I do appreciate the movies he does because I thought that was probably the best movie all of of the year that came out of his one because um, it it wasn't pushing the, the the crazy woke cancel culture agenda that Hollywood does. So, And you think Hollywood would take the clue from that. Just take the clue. You saw how people responded to to um, Top Gun, the sequel. They, they, it was like people talked about and buzzed about in a positive way. And um, it's about time Hollywood started making more movies like that. So why don't they take the clue? Because, you know, for the Hollywood executives, it's all about the bottom line. They want to see bodies in the theaters or eyeballs on the screen if it's streaming. And they want to make money. So they want films and other projects to be making money for them and for their companies, right? So I think about Top Gun Maverick, $1.5 billion worldwide so far, huge success. I think about The Passion of the Christ, which was basically just Mel Gibson and a handful of other people. And that film made billions of dollars worldwide, and he's working on the sequel now. But those films are like few and far between, most of the stuff, they're knocking you over the head with the woke nonsense and the rest of it. But why don't they take the clue from people voting both with their feet and their wallets and make more of this kind of content? It's the brainwashing. It's their ideology. Look, when, when I did a movie called uh, Let There Be Light that Sean Hannity funded, and it had a very good run in theaters and theaters for four months. Opening weekend, we were up. We were a $2.3 million movie up against a $300 million Thor Ragnarok, and we finished number two Per screen average, per screen average, we didn't make the money they made, but per screen average, we were number two. So I get a call Monday from Netflix saying, hey, we know that you have a strong foothold in there in that, that Christian world, the faith world. Um, we're thinking about opening an inspirational division here at Netflix. So I had a meeting with them, I had four meetings with them. when I was. This was when I was still living here in L.A. So I went to the meetings in Hollywood with them. It's four meetings over like three months with them. And ultimately, at the last meeting, I just said, I don't get it with you guys. I give you great 
uh, product, great scripts for TV shows, movies, and there's still no movement on it. They're still really not saying much about it. You're the ones who called me in. Why are you not paying attention to 80 million homes out there that want this? Your ideology and hate towards people who are Christian is mind-boggling to me. It makes no sense to me. And you mentioned earlier, Monica, this, you know, we, this country was built on Judeo-Christian values. You know, the Ivy League schools, hundreds of years old, have Christianity stamped all over on them. And now the students that go there want it removed because it's just all like a fad thing to do right now. It's tear down statues. Let's erase history. Every country has bad history, folks. Every country, you know. Yes. And uh, we didn't start slavery in America. Okay, it's been around the world and still going on. The Muslim population has a bunch of slaves going on. They have a lot of slavery in Africa countries still. But um, I, I love how they think it's just such a pure, uh, purely white thing with slavery. I've got, I've got off the tangent here. But people forget that the slaves that were sold in Africa were sold by black slave uh, control people. So um, it's horrible. Nobody likes slavery. But, guys, it still exists today. And it goes, it's been for, around forever. The Egyptians, the Romans, it's been around forever. And to sit there and, and th- what we got to put up with right now with this, this thing that Netflix put me through, I said, guys, just do it. You can laugh all the way to the bank. You can pretend you love socialism and communism, but I know you don't because you're a capitalist business. You still want to make money. And capitalism is what made America a great country, the greatest country in the world. It wasn't socialism, wasn't communism, because those things killed 100 million people in the last century. So it's so weird to me that you got to keep fighting this stupid fight and banging your head against the wall. But I think a lot of people in Hollywood think the way we do, but they're afraid to come out of that closet. We are the new gays in the closet. We are now the conservatives in the closet and people are afraid to speak up Yeah, and because, yeah. you know, what happened to me? And I, I wish people would just, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird to me that they want to ignore 80 million homes that want movies that are good movies and family movies. It's just crazy to me. I mean, I, obviously they want to make money, but maybe the profit motive has been supplanted to some degree by the ideological motive. And also, you know, what you're saying about people are afraid to speak out. I remember in 2015 and 2016, I, I said, I'm proudly for Donald Trump. And I said it out loud. I said it on national television. I said it everywhere. And people would come up to me and they'd whisper to me and they'd go, I'm voting for Trump too. And I'm like, why are you whispering? And they're like, because I don't want to be socially outcast. I I don't want people looking at me askance. I don't want to lose my job. I don't want, you know, so there is a huge social cost now because we've let the inmates run the asylum in the culture, right? So there is a social cost for being a Christian, being a conservative, being MAGA, being pro-Trump. And they've cast it that way. And the people who control the levers of power in this country, Hollywood, Washington, the propaganda press, big tech, big pharma, they're all on the left. So I understand the fear for not wanting to poke your head up too much, Kevin, but we're not going to change things if we're all cowering in the corner. Yeah, I'm not I'm not, I haven't been cowering. I told you I paid the price by not getting invited to do any bigger budget movies now or bigger regular TV shows. I've seen plenty of TV shows the last 12 years. I see a rolling. I could I should have read for that, but they're not going to call me in. And that's fine. Hollywood doesn't know me anything. I had a great run with Hercules and Andromeda 12 years, did a bunch of movies up until 2012. Well, since they booted me out, I've done 60 movies. So I'm still making movies. Are they all amazing? No, but the majority of them are good and they're good family movies, much like Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. So I hope people will make their way to the theater and when they walk out, I hope they have a great conversation. I hope they open up the book of Revelation, read it because it might make them read more of the Bible. 
Yes, and I do recommend the book of Revelation. I mean, even if you're a non-believer, I, I will say this, it reads like a riddle. So you're going to have to read it a couple of times, maybe you know, go online and look at different interpretations of it because it, it does take, I find the book of Revelation a big heavy lift, <laughs> Kevin. I mean, I'm, and I, I'm a believer, but it is, it's, it speaks in riddles, but read it and really see what you can take out of it and how God talks to you through it. We've got to hit this quick break, but we are coming back with Kevin Sorbo and much, much more. First though, guys, are you tired of your money being impacted by stupid decisions by our so-called leaders in Washington? When you finally had enough of the games that government is playing with your savings and retirement, diversify into gold with Birch Gold. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word MONICA to 989 989- 898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting Monica to the number 989 989- 898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is the place to go to secure your future with gold. Start today with a free info kit. There's zero obligation to make this request. Just text Monica to 989-898. We're coming right back. And we're back with our final moments with the great actor, Kevin Sorbo. The subtitle of this film, Left Behind, is Rise of the Antichrist. Talk to us a little bit about the role of the Antichrist biblically. Who or what is it? And what w- will it be obvious? What should we be looking for? Well, there will be somebody rising out of the ashes. There is somebody that will, uh, whether what it's America, whatever country, that will be this charismatic individual that will make people follow make people believe. And the reality is that person will be the most likely be the son of Satan is really what it's going to come down to. I mean, people have different interpretations of that as well, but it will definitely be somebody who is not a, uh, not a, uh, an ally of God. And uh, that's pretty much what I've always believed it to be. It's what I've heard it to be. Um, people like I say, can leave that their own interpretation, but that's really what the rise of the antichrist. The subtitle is all about is a, a, a hero that comes out and says, I will take care of you. I will make things better for the world because the world's going to be, trust me, an amazing chaos when the rapture does happen. Well, I mean, it's pretty chaotic right now. So maybe yeah, we're in the throes sure of, of some version yeah. of this. Well, we know that God always wins in the end. So I don't mean to freak everybody out. And the movie, which I am going to see tonight, um, is such an important like cultural marker in all of this. So I'm so glad um, that you did this film, Kevin. You know, I do see some big names in this movie with you. Corbin Burnson, by the way, Major League, which was one of his big films, is still one of my all-time favorite movies, Corbin Burnson. Um, Neil McDonough, also in this movie, very famous actors right alongside you. What is it like working with those guys? 
Well, I know those guys. Neil and I have known each other for years, and we said, we got to work together, work together. So I directed the movie as well, and I helped bring in those names. I said, look, I'm Neil, read the script. I think it'd be perfect for this role. He loved it, got back to me. Same thing with Corbin. Um, I, we worked with him, each other before, um, and he and I just did a movie earlier this year. <laughs> We've already just shot something together. Uh, Bailey Chase was great in it as well. Um, we got Greg Perot. Greg Perot's an up and comer. He's been around a while, but he's he really is the big lead in this. He plays Buck. He plays the reporter in this. And uh, Sarah Fisher, wonderful dear friend of mine, she and I, she played my daughter in a sitcom. We shot eight episodes. Still don't know what's going to happen with that. And um, my my wife Sam's in it. Did a little cameo in it. And my son Braden did an amazing job. And in fact, the writers liked him so much they added a couple scenes for him. And I just got word that they're going to write the next one. So we're doing another sequel to this movie and hopefully we'll be uh, filming it by the end of this year. Oh, fantastic. Well, stellar cast and really important message in this movie. What other projects are you working on besides the the follow-up to this one, which you just mentioned? Anything you can tell us? Sure. I did the Reagan movie with Dennis Quaid. I have no idea when it's coming out. They said sometime this year. I play his pastor in it. Uh, uh, Dennis did a great job. Dennis and I did a movie together 10 years ago called uh, Soul Sir for the Life of Bethany Hamilton. And then uh, I did direct another movie called Miracle in East Texas. It's a true story set in 1930, right in the heart of the Depression. It's about the largest oil find in the world at that time. And um, it was just, it's a wonderful family. It's a PG rated. It's a true story. And uh, it was it was just a, a pleasure to work on this. I mean, it's one of my it's I, I can't wait for this thing to come out. John Ratzenberg is in it. He's awesome in it. Mm-hmm. And um, we just got a great local cast up there uh, in Canada where we shot it as well. And then I've got uh, five other movies I shot this year. Those those three movies, counting with left hand, were all shot during like from July until December of 2021. And then I shot five more movies this last year. Wow. And uh, they will all be out. Some will come out later this year. Some will come out um, in the 2024. But I have two documentaries that are coming out this year that I'm telling people to look for. I did one called um, Before the Wrath, speaking of the rapture. Yeah. Um, that was a number one documentary on Amazon back in 2021 for five months. I highly recommend it for people who love documentaries. And this is a faith-based documentary, but it's historical and it's wonderful. It's awesome. And then I did another documentary with John Lennox called Against the Tide. John Lennox is an apologist. I recommend that one. But the two coming out this year, I was just in Israel. And this one, we through archaeological dig- digs, we followed the Ark of the Covenant and the um, the tabernacle. So it's called The Quest, and that'll be out in the fall. I'm pretty sure it's coming out that time. And the other one is the follow-up to Before the Wrath with the same group of guys, Brent Miller's company, Ingenuity Films. I narrated this one. It's I love the title. It deals with Last Supper, and it's called Eating with the Enemy. Oh, fantastic. So I hope wow. people have documentaries like I do. They'll definitely check out. Oh, and I just finished another documentary, and um, I just did the narration for it. I'm on camera as well, introducing some people. But this one is called, it's, it's on, it, they haven't titled it completely now, but it's on spiritual warfare. Mm. The subject of pretty much everything now, because yep. it's engulfed everything and probably already has. But now people like you and me are more focused on it and aware of it. And I think most other people are as well. So, I mean, 
my goodness, what you just laid out there, Kevin, very full plate. I'm very busy. <laughs> uh, well, as you should be and deservedly so. And it, you're really, you are a model for other people in the entertainment industry who are conservative, who are Christian. You're a working actor. I mean, you're working around the clock, 12 months a year. So you can do this and not just survive, but thrive in the entertainment world. You're such an inspiration. Well, thank you. And please, I encourage people also go to sorbostudios.com, sorbostudios.com. My wife, Sam, and I, that's our that's our website together. She's a homeschool advocate, does a lot of speaking of that. I do a lot of pro-life speaking. Um, I actually just booked three more pro-life speaking events uh, in the last week that spread out over the rest of this year. But um, it's been an amazing road that we've been on doing this. And also at sorbostudios.com, people can sign up and we'll keep you up to date with other things coming on the pipeline. But um, we, like any other independent producing company, we're, we're looking for funders. We're looking for, you know, people that will get your money back. I can almost guarantee it. I haven't lost money for anybody investing in my movies yet. So um, we do movies in a lower budget range, but they look high budget. Trust me, you're not going to believe what we shot uh, left behind in because it looks like a $20 million movie. It's just incredible. All of your movies are so brilliantly done and shot. But guys, I mean, really, you're hearing this conversation now with Kevin Sorbo. Um, Left Behind, it opens tonight. It's going to be run in over 1,500 theaters around the country all weekend long. I am going tonight. I already got my tickets. I pre-bought them. But I really want you guys to buy your tickets, grab your friends and family, and go this weekend. You've got to support Left Behind. The website is leftbehindmovie.com. But please support Left Behind and support our side in the culture wars. We can't make a change unless we do that. You know, we we have an army. There are more of us than them, but we have to show up in numbers and support movies like Kevin Sorbo's new film. So, Kevin, bravo to you. Um, We will have you back for all of these projects, I hope. And uh, congratulations on this film. Knock it out of the park, man. All right. Thank you, Monica. I appreciate it. You bet. Thank you so much. Kevin Sorbo, the movie again, Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. The website is leftbehindmovie.com. It opens tonight nationwide all weekend long. Again, go grab everybody you know and go see it. Okay, guys, that's a wrap for us, not just for today, but for the week. Happy Friday. Happy weekend. Hope you guys really enjoy your time off if you're working. Sorry about that. I hope it's not too painful. Uh, Big championship NFL games on Sunday. So um, enjoy it. If you're into the NFL, I know we all have our issues with uh, professional sports these days, but these games are always really, really good. So if you're into that, enjoy it, watch it, get some pizza, some nachos, hang out, and just enjoy your time with those you love. Thanks so much for being here and for checking out our phenomenal sponsors. We all really appreciate that. And I will see you right back here on Monday next week. Big slate of shows, including a deep dive into what we know so far about the 2020 election with a very special guest. And we've got some other big things lined up for next week. So don't miss a second of it. Okay. I will see you right back here on Monday. Be well and God bless. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done.